0: that's what he wants from us church he wants us to worship with all of our mind all of our heart and all of our strength amen, amen. so bless the lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy name sing like never before oh my soul worship your holy To sing your song again, whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the, the evening, evening comes. Come on, bless the Lord. To so bless the Lord. I'm e and my time has come well still my soul will sing your praise
1: Wow, that was some awesome music this morning, and uh, I love my church uh, because of the, uh, not because of the, just the worship, but (laughs) I love their worship, and I visit a lot of churches, and sometimes it's hard to find one that compares to what you're used to at your home church, Um, but y'all come really close, I love it, that's awesome, it's an honor to be here this morning, and let me tell you, I feel right now in my spirit somebody's going to be set free, and somebody's supposed to step into their destiny because the devil has been attacking and coming at us and didn't want us to even be here, didn't want me being here. I got a um, message this morning from pastor, and he's like, you know, tell me, you know, things are going to be great today and things. I said, well, what time does church start? Uh, 10. Well, I'm on a schedule of 10.30. So already, as a woman, we know I was off schedule by 30 minutes. And I told him, I said, got to go. I'm 30 minutes off. I just lost 30 minutes. He says, LOL. Uh, So uh, I was, you know, so I I was like, you know, something's going to happen because now I was rushing. And then, you know, things happen. Um, I don't know if this is just me you're rushing around to get things ready for church. And then, have things happen in family. You get aggravated. You start arguing. Is this, that? And you want to, and then you just, now you're going to feel like you're a hypocrite walking through the door because you've just been. Ah. And they come in here. How are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. <laughs> I love you. You know, <laughs> hi. Uh, that was happening. We even came in two separate cars. But I love you. <laughs> so somebody's going to be set free today. <laughs> Now I'm looking for my scripture that I had, and I can't even find that. So, um. but anyway, my, most of you know me, Lenora Purvis, um, founder and director of Heaven's Army. I started Heaven's Army in 2010 um, when I was facing prison with my third DWI. I um, got my th- uh, third DW, DWI on October 14, 2009, and uh, they were just really coming at me. They said I would do at least a minimum of three years in Montgomery County. Uh, I was That was where I got my a DWI and said I would do at least three years in, incarcerated in uh, TDC. And uh, I did, had never went to church. I'd never read a Bible. I was born in Cleveland, lived in Livingston for 32 years, met someone, moved to New Caney, and just lived normal. I was every day just like everyone else. And um, went to work put my kids on the bus to go to school some of them put themselves on the bus to go to school because I'm working and uh, but I cried out that day and I said of all the things that I knew that was in my life why why this why why did not only for myself but I was wondering why don't take me from my children you know it wasn't that I what I was about to face it was I didn't want my children to be without a mom And uh, I'd lost my mom when I was 21, and I knew what that was, what that was like. So I just said, you know, if you're real, whoever you are, whatever it takes, don't take me from my children. And uh, and here I stand before you today. I never did. I never did. One day in prison, when I went to court, Um, one year later, uh, I'm still trying to find a scripture. Um, When I went to court one year later, the judge, when I went before him, he said, ma'am, he said, "Um, I'm going to give you two years probation, he said, and I, uh, he said, "Um, and I want you to go home and stay out of trouble. He said, I'm lowering your felony to a misdemeanor, and you need to live life right. So um, I knew then, it was like, okay, God had done this. And I'd I'd already started Heaven's Army for a year. (laughs) But I knew my roller coaster was coming to a, whoa, <laughs> what well, was God's business? Send me on now. Um, because I had done what he was telling me to do. Because I had um, I got saved November first, two 2009. Um, my probation officer is actually the one that invited me to church. I didn't go to church because I thought I was going to start Heaven's Army or had mission minded or anything like that. I went to church. Can somebody, I don't know, you don't have to raise your hand, but, This was my probation officer, and she's going, "Come, come with me," and I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) I wanted her to see me sitting in the in the pew next to her, you know, in her, and you know, her to see me that I was a good person. I was a good mom. She'd get to know me that yes, I'd made a mistake. Yes, I'd got behind the wheel, and yes, I'd done all those things. I'm not saying I didn't, Um, but I didn't feel like I had to deserve prison. And, uh, and so I wanted her to see, and so I went with motive. Um, sometimes some of us come to church with motive, and, and that's okay, you know, because God can turn things around. You never know what he's about to do. And so I went to church with motive, and uh, we sat, uh, like, on the third row, and, um, and then the pastor starts preaching and uh, telling me, if you've gone through abuse, if you've gone through addiction, if you've gone through grief... You've gone through heartache, and he starts listing all this stuff, and I'm thinking, she done went and told him everything. <laughs> Does a pastor speak to y'all sometimes? It's just like only you, okay? Because that's what was happening. It was just like, oh my gosh, he is talking right to me. And then I don't know if this happens either, but he looked right at me. I know he was looking at me, and he said, and he was telling, he's like, so get up and fight. Why are you gonna let the devil take you down? You're in a war," he said. "Get up and fight for your life. The devil's got a plan for you, and you're gonna you're just letting him win. The devil's win. I mean, God's got a plan for you, and the devil's sitting there trying to take you out of the plan of God, and you're letting him win. Get up." And I'm like, "Oh my God!" You know, because I'd never really even heard the word of God. So I'm thinking, "Does God has a plan for me? What is it? What is it?" And so. Um, So that that starts all that. So I get saved November 1st, 2009. Um, I'll go into a prison with a friend of mine, and uh, she invited me. She was from our church. And I'll be honest with you again, I didn't go into the prison ministry thinking I was getting in prison ministry. I went into prison ministry because I figured, okay, I live close to Dayton. Maybe they'll send me to Plain State over there with the women, so I'm going to go in there and meet these women that I might be housing with. Um, So I wanted to meet them and let them see I was a good person, so they wouldn't be mean to me. Um, But I go in there to sit with her while she's going to minister and she's going to preach. And uh, and then I sit there, and all of a sudden I start shaking. And I don't understand this. I'm still new in the Word. I just start shaking. And she looks at me, and she said, Are you okay, Lenore? And I said, Hmm, something's happening. I don't know what this is. And uh, I said, I feel like i got something to say. And she says, oh, okay, that's just God. She says, you're speaking tonight. I said, what? What do you mean? uh uh No, 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 no. So she's like, oh, yeah, you're good. God's telling you you got to talk. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to do this. So then they do their praise and worship, and I get over in the corner, and I'm just in there like, no, Jesus, no, 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 no. I'm arguing. I don't want to get up. Um, but I do, I get up and I start talking to them and I tell them about, um, that what I was going through and what I was facing and, and, uh, and things. And that's where I'm trying to find this one scripture. And again, I'm telling you, you're not to hear it. The devil just don't want you hearing this the scripture. Um, maybe if I say some of it, I know it. If my words remain in you Somebody knows where I need to be looking. Oh, oh, here it is. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, John 15. Huh? Oh, you got your Bible? Oh. Okay, y'all got your Bible? Oh. Oh, okay. Glad you all brought your Bibles. (laughs) Does he have to remind you? oh Oh, you remind him. Okay. John 15 7. So everybody's got their Bible. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. That was one of the very first scriptures. When I, when I spoke that day at that prison, a woman walked up to me that was incarcerated, and she says, she says, ma'am, she said, the Lord's lead me to tell you this. And I said, what is it? You know, because I thought I'd just told them something. And she said, and she gave me the scripture. And she says, if you get his word in you, she says, you will ask of anything, and he will give it to you. And I hadn't gone before the judge yet. I didn't know all this. And I, I stood with that word, and I'm asking, don't take me from my children. Don't do this, please. I'll do, you know, whatever. And, um, and not know, like I said, not knowing where it was going to take me, just getting his word in me. And so many times we take for granted um, that we just walk in the door, come sit in church, and we pick up our Bibles on Wednesdays and Sundays, and then oh, we pick it up again on Wednesdays and Sundays, and again on Wednesdays and Sundays, and that's about it. And um, and how can you get closer to him if that is really the only time you ever pick up a Bible, okay? And so he's wanting to speak to you. He's wanting to give you visions. He's wanting to give you dreams. He's wanting to share with you and show you what your destiny is. But if you don't get to know him so that you can hear his voice when he's talking to you, how are you ever going to know? So, and that didn't come on me on my own. Let me tell you, and, and my family can even tell you themselves, Something took over in me that I cannot explain. Um, I, it was a total God encounter. Uh, God had to move me fast, and, really, and he had something planned for me, and like this. Like I said, within two months of salvation, I started Heaven's Army. I have never going to church or reading a Bible. So he was needing to move me fast. So I had an immediate God encounter that I couldn't listen to secular music. I would get sick, literally. I would, I had, my husband always says, why do you got to tell this part? Um, because I, I, I want you to understand. I mean, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. My husband thought I was on drugs. He thought, they done thought it, my family thought I would went cuckoo. Uh, more so than what I was. <laughs> uh, and it was like, what's happening here? And, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm. It's not me. I can't control this. Do you think I want us to get up at 3 a.m. and just go 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 read 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 i was reading six books three versions of different bibles at one time and i'm not a reader but the lord was i had to get to know him and get to know him quick i had to understand my friends guess what i didn't have friends like you in the church i my friends were all over the world my family guess what They were all the way I was prior. So I didn't have family to go to to explain to me and talk to me. So when I I did try to talk to someone within the church, and I know there's not anyone like this in your church, but they were like, sweetie, no, God wouldn't put something like this on you right now. You're just a baby, and you need to grow in the Lord. And I really thought God was talking to me instead of encouraging me. And then when I went to my pastor, and I know you have a pastor just like mine, I've talked with Pastor Mark, and he said, you know what, that's God's voice, and you needed to not listen to anyone in the church, I don't care who they are, if they're your leader or not, he says, you listen to the voice that's telling you to do whatever you got to do. And I did, I stepped up, and I, I said, I know I'm hearing the voice of God, and Lord, whatever it is I'm hearing you say, I'll do. And... Um, what was it, we stepped out, I went to my husband and told him, I said, uh, the Lord is leading me to start a ministry, and um, we've got to now get a building, and he said, what, okay, because see, he wasn't up at 3 a.m. when I was at 3 a.m., okay, (laughs) he wasn't reading all those different books, and so he's like, "Uh, Lenora, he said, I believe that we need to get our yard fixed and we need to do this and you need to get a job and you need to pay all these fines you got and, and all these tickets and, you know, you got Smart Start on your car you need to pay. for." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God's telling me I have to do this and, and I'm going to go out there. So we did. We got a building. it's $1,600 a month. We stepped out in faith with. I signed a lease on it. But I promised him that day, and he knows I've kept it to this day, I said the, the Lord says that this is his ministry, it's not mine. And I said he said when he gives me the vision and I go with the vision, we will not provide for this ministry, he will. Yeah. To this day, I've never taken from the what my husband makes in a paycheck to take care of heaven's army. Never. <laughs> and I and I told him that. I said if I ever do, if you have to support heaven's army, I'll shut the doors i close it. I said, because then I know it's us leading and not him. And that's still true to this day. If it ever comes that it's not supported, I'll know then I stepped out of line. And it's not God leading it anymore. And, uh, and so we stepped into faith. We got that building, 1600 a month. We had one vehicle. And um, my husband would drop me off in the mornings before he went to work. What time? About around 5, about 5 o'clock. I'm sitting in an old rundown bar. Nasty, been raided three days prior, and I'm sitting there. Can you just imagine? I mean, just I'm telling you, it's horrible. And I would just sit there. Okay. What are we doing today, God? (laughs) I have no money. I have nothing. And uh, I've got this building. In less than two months, that building was completely transformed. I was not nonprofit. I was not tax-exempt. I didn't have all that. I didn't have all these people running and throwing money at me. And, uh, and I didn't ask anyone for anything. And then people just started stepping up. We would get to, I would get to that building the next morning, and there would be paint. Or there would be lumber. Or there would be just people dropping off. And I still to this day sometimes, if any of y'all donate, I'm not I'm talking to you. <laughs> but sometimes I'll say, all this junk. All this junk. And Howard would always tell me, said, sell it. Just open up. You're sitting up here. I'm like, I don't want to mess with it. He's like, God's sending in stuff, and you can make money to do what he's telling you to do. He's sending the resources in. I'm like, I don't want to. Well, I did. I started doing, I started selling it, and I was sitting up there, and money started coming in. But when people would drop off, and they would say, what are you doing? What is all this for? I'm like, well, God's got me on a mission, and I'm going to be doing this. And they're like, oh, I know somebody you need to talk to. And then they would send that person. And then they would say, oh, I know somebody you need to talk to. And they would send a person. So coming from where I started selling the 25-cent stuff, the dollar stuff, it was the people he was sending in that was dropping off stuff. And then that's what happened. So someone starts that building transforms in um, two months. In six months, we outgrow that building. And we then – I get a phone call one day from a lady that I did not know, and she's asking me to help her with – Uh, a benefit and she said that he goes to church Um, it was at one of her mother's employees and she said he goes to church but no one really wants to help with a benefit except all your local bars and they didn't want to go have a benefit at a bar and they want because they didn't want their friends they're trying to talk to their friends did not live that lifestyle so they were going you know we want to have a benefit for him but we want to have it in a good godly way you know what can we do to help him and so um And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I need to move because I have a new building I have to get. I, right, I have to get a new building. And so I have to have money. And um, here she is wanting me to do a benefit for her, and she's going to get all the money. So if I call in all these people over here I know now and all their resources, and I give her all the money, then what's going to happen when I need this building over here? I've done use, I don't, you know, I feel like I'm going back to, me. okay, now can you help me too? So I struggled. I saw spiritual warfare right before my very eyes. It's like, why are you don't help them? Don't, you need money yourself, girl. Don't be giving it to them. You need it. You know, they can get the money on themselves. Look, they own a big company. You don't need to do that. And um, they're Christians. They've been in church a long time. They know a bunch of people in the church. You don't need to do that. And so I really struggled. And then all of a sudden, the Lord just spoke to me right there when I, she was on the phone and said, you help your brother and sister in Christ, and I'll give you more than what you'll ever get on your own. And I, and I immediately told the woman on the other end of the phone, not knowing who she was, I wouldn't have known her. She'd walk before me right that second. I said, ma'am, I said, Heaven, I said, Heaven's Army will host a benefit. And I said, 100% of it will go to your friend um, for his treatment for cancer. And I said, um, and, but when I'm setting up and preparing this benefit, I said, I'll need your help because I'm moving. And she said, oh, you're moving. Where are you moving to? I said, I don't know. I don't have a building. But (laughs) God's telling me me I'm moving, so we're moving. And she said, okay, can I call you back in a few minutes? I said, sure. So she calls me back. She says, meet me right down the road. She said, from where you're at, it's about a mile down the road. I said, okay. So I go down the road, and that now is the Heaven's Army that we're in now. It's a 10,000-square-foot building. But sometimes we miss it. We miss where God is trying to bless us because we have our own motives. We have our own way of handling things. We have our own way of figuring things out. Um, I'll share with you when he was talking about tithing while I go and giving and stuff. And um, Was it last weekend? No, weekend before last. I was visiting a church, and I struggle with things just the same way everybody else does. Just believe that, okay? And I go through the same things. Like I said, we came in two separate cars today. Okay, we're as real. You'll come visit me down there most of the time. You catch me in flip flops and my hair up. Okay, um, but a couple of Sundays ago, he was in the hospital, and um, and I was really struggling because I didn't ca- I don't carry cash on me, and someone had gave me thirty dollars and said, "Use this for Heaven's Army or whatever you want. You know, if you need it, you use it. You be blessed." Okay. So I did. I spent 20 bucks about that. I had the cash in my hand. I went and got trash bags and things like this. Well, I had $10 left. And, um, and I had that $10, and I was like, well, I need it for the vending machines at the hospital. I didn't have any cash. I'm going to be there for a while, so I'm going to keep it. And the Lord tells me, he says, give it to the church that I was visiting that day. I'm like, no, Lord, you don't understand. I have no food here. And he's on a liquid diet, so I can't even pick off his plate. I have no cash, um, so I can't. I need really need this $10. And uh, the Lord just keeps telling me give the ten dollars uh, on behalf of Heaven's Army to the church. I put it down, take it out of my purse because I knew if it was in my purse I would give it, but if it wasn't in my purse, sorry, I don't have money. So <laughs> I took it out of my purse. I set it on his little tray, and then I was like, no, I'll go back and pick it up. Uh, no, I did this. I did this three times. I walk out of the. I go to walk out to leave for church. I pick up. I said, okay, God, I'm giving them the ten. Dollars. <laughs> I pick it up. I put it in my purse, and I'm happy about doing it. And um, and so I get to the church, and I, and you know, and I know I'm giving this ten dollars to the church. Well, the pastor stands up and says, "Okay, I'm, I'm hearing you. Yes. All right. The Lord's telling me right now that we need to give Heaven's Army ten thousand dollars." See, my my obedience, I mean, just sometimes God is testing. Where is it that you truly are going to listen to the voice? And we hear him every day. He speaks to us every single day. But how many times are we blocking what God is trying to send our way? So many times that we block it. And he's wanting so much more in your lives. He's wanting to give you so much more than what you have. He don't want you to go through these struggles. He doesn't want you to do this. But then you have to stand back and go, okay, where was I? Mine's, mine are pretty, I mean, I, mine are right in front of me. I usually know. Yeah, I'm being disobedient. I know. Um, he, he gets on me pretty hard. It um, shows me. Um, I'm telling you, you better do this right now. Um, but it is this in everyone. He's, it, I'm no one's extra special here. Um, I was the one in the back seat of a cop car. I was the one that grew up in a life of, you know, almost 14 years of sexual abuse, seven and a half years of domestic violence. Uh, You know, I've lost my mom when I was 21. I went through the club life. I went through all that life, you know, and uh, some of my kids raised themselves um, and things. But, you know, he spoke to me. He heard me. He listened. When I cried out for help, he listened. And no matter all that stuff that I had done, I always tell people, I said, I went straight from the backseat of a cop car to a pulpit. You know, that's just how gracious he's like, well, we'll put her over here. She's one. I'm like, really? I have something to say to somebody? Uh, You know, and it is that God wants the same for everyone. It's not just, you know, oh, she must be doing something different. I, I face the same exact things, and I go through the same No one is perfect. It is whenever you be obedient to listen to when he is speaking to you that you don't make your own choice, that I didn't leave that $10 sitting there, that I did choose to help this uh, person that was uh, needing help. It is those that when you, when you think, how is this going to be possible? I had never even held a benefit before. I didn't know what that even meant. You know, how do we put this together? Where's my first action? I'd never run a ministry for You remember me telling you i never even went to church before. So how was I going to start Heaven's Army when we're all about Bible studies? I didn't even know the Word of God. You know, and people, you know I hear people tell me all the time, says, I'll say, you want to lead a Bible study? You want to lead a Bible study? How long have you been coming to church, sir? Fifteen years you've been in church? That's what I tell kids sometimes. They're like, uh-uh, not me. Uh-uh, I can't. I'm like, you've been in church way more long, way longer than I have. You probably know more word than I know. You know. And it is that we step into that and go, and you know what? I've been listening to the word of God for however long, and it's time to get up and do something with it. It's time to be bold and push it out there because the ones, that's come, the, the ones that are out there of the world, they let it be known. They let their beliefs be known. And it's coming on. It's harder and harder and harder. I can't even imagine being a youth today in today's society. I can't even imagine. But all the peer pressure and all the things that they face and all the things that come at them. Um, I was at the, barbe- uh, the barbecue, the crawfish yesterday. We had a fundraiser yesterday. And um, a young girl came past, and her legs were just completely cut up all over. She had a pair of shorts. And uh and one of the guys that was there, he says, oh, my gosh. she says, look at her. I said, yeah, she's a cutter. And I said, I wonder what's going on. I wonder what her story is, that she's had to do that. Now I'm, She's healed, I believe. she. I mean, she was showing them. So she wasn't ashamed of them. A lot of them will hide it so that you don't see it because that's their way of healing um, or feeling uh, comforted and stuff. But she was just completely cut up. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, what's going on with her? What's happening? And so God, there's so much that's within us that we need to share. We need to be out there. There's a dying world out there going straight to hell. And then here we come every Wednesday and Sunday, and we sit in the church, and we listen to the word of God, and we keep it within us. And we get fatter and fatter and fatter on the word while the ones out there are drying up and wilting away and dying because we don't want to share you've been in church 15 years you, you could lead a bunch of them to, church, to the Lord you could be out there bold you've been hearing the word of God 15 years that's a lot some of you have probably been in the church even longer than that and going what am I doing now I'm comfortable in my seat I'm comfortable coming to church I'm comfortable to coming in here and just doing this I come in here I'm blessed today I love being in church. And then it is. We go back out there and we're waiting for the next time to come back in and say the same things. But we need to go marching out there as the army of the Lord and go, we will stand up. We will do this. We are his true disciples. We're coming in here. It's, can you imagine being in the military 15 years? Do the knowledge they know, the experience they have the training they had for 15 years. So we should be have that same training applied to us as Christians within the church. If you've been in church that long, you know, or six weeks, or whatever your, your training is, you should be able to go out there. How long are they usually in boot camp? Eight weeks? Six weeks? Eight? Eight weeks? And they could send them to the front lines. So we come in a in church eight weeks, and we're going, Mm-mm, I ain't telling nobody anything. I'm not saying anything. And we're in a war. The Bible talks about it. We're in spiritual warfare. Where is his soldiers? Where is his disciples? Where are we at that we stand up boldly and go, okay, I have no clue what your word says. I just got saved a couple of weeks ago. But if that's what you're telling me to do, here I am. I'll do it. I have no money. I have, at this point, no resources. It's me and you, God. And if you're telling me to do this, we're going to step out on the front line with it. And you go to the front line. And that's exactly what my husband and I did when we stepped out on the front line. And then you've seen where Heaven's Army went from. The first year we had Heaven's Army, and um, we outgrew it, like I said, in six months. We got our second, we got our other building, it was 10,000 square foot, we moved into that one. Within our second year, we got a second building. Within our third year, we got a third building. Within our fourth year, we got a fourth building. In our fifth year, we have our, our, our fifth. And I didn't ask for any of that. I didn't go begging. I didn't go knocking on doors. Support us, support us. Your church is a support. I didn't ask them. God will send in the ones he speaks to his children. He'll speak to the hearts of the ones to say, that person over there is doing my business and I need you to take care of them. And that's exactly what happens when you step in and do God's business. (laughs) I didn't know Pastor Mark at that time, five years ago. But God led me to meet him so that y'all could be a support. That is it. That's the way God works. It is that he will send them into your path. I didn't understand. We didn't understand. My husband and I, we were looking and going, okay, what are we going to do? And God just takes over everything. And if you get it in you and understand, say, okay, God, I've been coming to church and sitting in the church house for X amount of years. I've had my training. I've been in training longer than my eight weeks. What is it? What is it? The musical talent is amazing. Amazing. So they're in their destiny, I believe. (laughs) But I know God wants so much more. So much more for them. You know? And so he has so much for us. And so it is that you get his word in you, you will hear it. It says without vision we will perish. Do you know God's given every one of you a vision? Every single one of you. And it is whether or not you act on that vision. It's whether or not you act on that of what he's telling you to do. And are going, well, I can't. Well, I know you can't. But if you let God, he will. He will move in and completely take over and lead you in the direction you go and show you exactly what to do. You know, I know most of y'all talk to me, and I can talk a whole lot, but you know I used to be the most shy person ever on the earth probably? I would talk. I would even hide out on the playground just so no kids would want to play with me and talk, want to talk to me. I was so shy, and then it's like, does she ever shut up? <laughs> what time is it? I know they were telling me, oh, we leave, get ready for lunch. <laughs> I, <laughs> because where we are weak, he is strong. Where it is, I tell people all the time, they say, how do you function, Heaven's Army, when you have five facilities and you have less than $1,500 a month? I said, because I don't. He does. It isn't that it take, it's all the money, money, money. See, that's where we lose focus in our ministries. That God's calling us to in our missions. We see, well, I don't have money, so I can't do this. I don't have that. Money is not your resource. Money is not your resource. God is your resource. And when He becomes over your ministry, money will come in. Just as that day I said, 10 bucks became 10,000. You know, people want to help and be a part of it. You know, I was telling a lady the other day, I sat with her, um, I said, Friday. She met with me and she said, um, you know, God's given me a vision and I just want to know what my next steps are, what do I do? And I wanted to see if you would help me. And I said, um, well, the first step right now is I need you to answer a question for me. And she says, what is that? And I said, if you're saying God gave you a vision, she says, yes, ma'am. And she shared it with me. And And I asked her, I said, okay, as of today, when you walk out that door, is God going to lead it or are you? And I said, if you say God, then all the things that are in your mind right now, you need to get rid of. Because you're a business minded and you are worldly minded right now. Because, I've, you know, we, I knew who she was. And I said, it's going to take over and God will not lead your ministry because you will take over and lead your ministry of what the vision that God gave you. So my question is now, are you going to sacrifice yourself and your thoughts and go forth with God's vision? And I said you need to start planning this. Set forth and see what it is God, the steps God's leading you into and where he's going to put you. And uh, and then go forth. Because her mind was already set. Well, how do you start all this fundraising? What do we do? I said, "Well, I hadn't had one fundraiser in 5 years." You know, in the fundraiser that we do have, we have a crawfish boil. It's a a, a business, business that does it for us, so it's not really us. It's our they host it for us and give us the proceeds from it. So they are the one that actually does the the uh, fundraiser for us. And I said, so I'm not focused on fundraising. I focus on what he's wanting me to do and I focus on him. So if you focus on him and you get the word of God in you and you let him lead you, he's gonna he's going to give you that vision. He's going to show you that vision. He's going to show you the steps to get through your vision. So with that, I want to say that I know that God has got a plan. I know someone what what I've said today that has uh, pierced you and that God's been dealing with you and speaking to you and talking to you about what you're supposed to be doing. And, and you're just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and going, oh, I don't think I can do that. I don't have a facility. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have that. And God's going, no, but you got me. And if you'll let me lead, I'll take over and take care of this if you'll do what I'm asking you to do. And so I want to say with, close with that and say I want to thank you for having me here. Thank you for uh, your support. Thank you for um, being involved with Heaven's Army. Uh, thank you for taking all those eggs that we donated. You're such a blessing. I don't know if you all have seen all the eggs we donated. <laughs> thank you so much. You're going to get extra points with Jesus, I know. <laughs> for getting all the eggs out of our building um but i know you have see that's that's another thing see they told me i could do this i'm about to close but they said i got three of those because that's what pastor says okay <laughs> see they don't field me in you got three chances to tell them you're about to close so that was my one uh okay uh, but that is something. I did want to share another story. <laughs> 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 but that is something that is about, you know, when you give, then God gives back even more. And that is another thing that we have to get in us. And we have to understand that, that God sends stuff into heaven's army. And as soon as it, like the gentleman was telling me what all we gave him, uh, the church, and I said, really, I didn't even know that. Um, because when it came, I immediately made phone calls and said, I need to get rid of um, I need to give this to somebody. And I didn't even look to see what was there to go, ooh, I might want that. Oh, we need that for heaven's army. Oh, we could sell that. I didn't. Immediately was given. And so, um, you know, that is what God has wanted us to do, that when he puts it on your heart and you're, you do, you give to others what's been given to you, just as give his word away, just as it's been given to you. Pastor gets up here every Sunday Ministers you and gives you the word of God, and then what do you do with it? Where do you go? Where do you give it? Um, you know, so again, I want to say thank you for having me here. Okay, that's my no. Thank you for having me here. Um, be involved if you want to come down to Heaven's Army uh, and be a part of what we're doing. We provide over 26 different services free to the community, it's all people that is just giving using their talents. If, if you're hearing that I don't have a place, I don't have a 501, I don't hear this, but I know God's telling me to do this, come see me. Because that is what we're about, is helping people step into their destiny just the way that God led me and showed me and I stepped in my destiny. It is that that's what I'm supposed to share with you. Heaven's Army is a mall of ministries. Mall of ministry stands for mom. What do moms do? We nurture, we guide, we direct. And we show them the right way. And that's exactly what Heaven's Army is about. I'll show you exactly the steps that I took that God took me on, the way he led me and showed me to where we had five places in five years. And it's nothing to do with me except the obedience of listening to the voice of God and not anything that Lenora went out and did, 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 did. It was God doing this. Like I said, I didn't ask for all these places. I didn't do all this. God sent this. God provided. And he wants the exact same thing for you, for you guys. Can you imagine if we had this many Heaven's Armies? Wow. If we had that many within the church that came in and heard the word of God and literally walked out and said, "What's my destiny?" And within uh, two months, or whether whatever, two weeks, eight weeks, steps into their destiny of God has for them, like that, and just totally and God, takes in what God has to say to them. We would transform this world, and that's what God is saying: Stand up, be bold. Be my army, get on the front lines and take back over. Don't let the other, don't let the world lead. That I'd like to close. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, Father God, and I just thank you for everything. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the people that are here today, Father. And Lord, I just thank you for the visions that you give each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you for our destinies that you that you had planned and set for us. As you knitted us in our mother's womb, Father God, that none of us should perish. That you have something for each and every one of us, Father God. That no matter how young or how old we are, that we have something to be, that we, to offer the world. That we are an asset. The youth are an asset to the world, Lord. To to minister to such a uh, corrupted. worldly way of thinking with the youth today, Father God, they could go out there and be bold and stand up for their generation, Father God, and the elderly have such an asset to offer to the generation um, that we are in today because they have so much knowledge of the basics of life of getting back to the basics of the way family is, Father God. And so, Lord, we ask you to reunite all of us as one, to be your body of Christ, uh, to be the body of Christ, Father God. And so, Lord, we just ask you to uh, come into our hearts. Lord, and lead and direct each and every one of us, Father God, I ask you today that every person sitting in here underneath the uh, voice, hearing my voice, Father God, I ask you to give them all visions and dreams, Father, that when they lay their head down at night that you speak to them and that you show them their destiny and that you then show them exactly the way that you want them. to, to go, Father God, in the way you want them uh, to lead their ministry that you know that you've been calling them into, that what we were destined to be for here, Lord, Father God, I ask you to speak to each and every father in the home, Father God, to, to lead their homes, Father God, in the way that you want their, their homes to be led, Father God, and, and, the, and the wives and the mothers to follow, Father God, in that, um, in that way, Father God, that they are leading their uh, families into victory, Father God. Lord, that, that, so that our children and our generations of children, Father God, our grandchildren, would be led and that we shall leave a legacy. Father God, all for you and all glory to you, God. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the rain that we did have, Father God. Lord, and we love you and we glorify you. And I pray this prayer in Jesus' precious name. Amen.